listen up. This bit's important. Hey, I'm Lynn and this is my podcast, Let's Mummy Talk, a wellness podcast about everything that matters from parenthood, lifestyle, love and relationships, as well as culture and health, both physical and mental. And above all else, it's about happiness. This is my happy place and I hope it becomes yours too. Oh, let mummy talk. Episode 19. Every time I was in LA, I was with my ex-girlfriend. Every time you called, I told you, baby, I'm what, what? I don't know why, but that song has been living in my head rent-free for the last, I don't know, half an hour. I can't get it out of my head. It's annoying. Anyway, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening from in the world today. Welcome to episode 19 of Let Mummy Talk, the podcast with me, Lynn. And this podcast is about everything and anything that matters. Wellness, good vibes, good advice, and just, yeah, man, good things, isn't it? Good things. So if you're new here, hello and welcome. And if you're, well, if you're in, and, 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 and what? And what? And if you're coming back, welcome back. I feel like I'm doing a YouTube intro. Hey, welcome to my channel. So today's episode, as always, is a pretty juicy one. It's a very juicy one. Uh, we're going to get into it in a bit. I mean, if you've already looked at the title of the episode, you're going to know what it's all about. But before we get into it, we're starting off with the usual pleasantries. How are you feeling today, mummy? Do you know what? I'm feeling good today. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. I'm loving it like this. Positive vibes are flowing all around. I had my last uh, session of therapy this week. It was quite emotional, like genuinely. I had 12 rounds, 12 sessions of therapy through a company called Black Minds Matter and they are amazing. I cannot, do you know what I mean? I cannot shout their praises from the rooftops enough. And yeah, number 12 happened on on Monday. Was it Monday or Tuesday? I don't even know. Monday, it was Monday and goodness me, it just felt weird saying goodbye. It was like, it was almost like saying goodbye to a best friend. I was like on the verge of saying to her, can we be friends? Can I like keep your number and just like message you every now and again? She doesn't live in London where I live, but I was thinking if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, we could just hang, but I couldn't. I think I'd be breaking like the whole professionalism boundaries. But yeah, we said goodbye. And I would just say hands down, therapy is a godsend and it is needed for a lot of people. I don't have any deep set issues as such, any trauma like that, but just to work through some things that make me feel a bit anxious at times, some things that maybe stress me out unnecessarily or I'm an overthinker by nature. So, you know, therapy can help for that. So yeah, even just talking to a good friend, that can also help. So yes, generally I am feeling good. Thank you for asking. How are you? How's your week been? How's your month been? How's your... How's your year been? When you reflect on the year, we're like we're almost six months into it. Cheese and peas. How has it been? How are the goals going that you set for yourself in Jan? Have you reevaluated them? Have you scrapped them and thrown them in the bin? If you have, that's cool. But I just hope whatever you're doing, you're happy and the family is happy and everybody good. So living here in the UK, restrictions have eased actually, um, starting from this week, which is the week of the 17th of May, 2021. And things are opening and we don't have to have food outside on terraces and very, very cold rooftops because yeah, now we can have stuff inside, which is great. I mean, I don't know. I do not know how long it's gonna last because this government are a mess and they do U-turns quicker than, I don't know, like, I can't think of a joke that makes sense, but they do U-turns really quickly. So let's just get outside quickly, go meet friends, have some fun because I don't think they're ruling out another lockdown. So just be prepared for that if you do live in the UK. What are you loving right now, mummy? What am I loving? 
Oh, child. Do you know what I'm really loving right now? It's J. Cole's album, The Off Season. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I am the biggest J. Cole fan. So to be fair, that probably doesn't make me the best critic. All he has to do is literally go, uh, on the track. And I'm like, he's sick. The album's sick. Give the man all the awards, all the glory. because He's amazing. <laughs> no, the album is pretty good. But like I said, I won't lie. I'm not the best critic for J. Cole because I just love him that much. Um, so yeah, do go and listen to that. On another note, so I did there, no, ha. Something I'm loving, which isn't about music, is a skincare product, which I bought a few months ago, but I only got around to using it probably two weeks ago, but already, I just love it. And that's a product from a brand called The In Key List. And I know a lot of people will have known, if you're into skincare, you'll know about this brand, The In Key List. And their salicylic acid cleanser is bloody brilliant, to be honest with you. It makes your face feel completely renewed. For those who don't know, if you've never met me, you won't know this. I have always hated my skin. So for that reason, I love skincare products. And yes, I may well be a product junkie, but at the same time, I'm quite critical of products because I wanna see results. And this one does give you results. It gives you a, a refreshed feeling on your face and a smoother texture. So yeah, whether you've got problematic skin like me, unfortunately, or you haven't, I do think the Inkey Salicylic Cleanser is definitely worth giving a try. Keeping on skincare as well, right? I discovered, I should have told you about this a few weeks ago, because to be fair, I did discover her a few weeks, but I forgot, I'm sorry, forgive me. I forgot to give you guys a lowdown. So there's a lady on YouTube. I, I spend a lot of my time on YouTube because I think there's some brilliant advice on there. Also some absolute nonsense, but let's stay with the brilliant. Uh, there's a lady who is a, I don't know what she is. She's a doctor and she's a skincare expert and she's a G and her name is Dr. V. And what she does, she gives advice um, and recommendations based on darker skin, whether it be black or Asian or basically black or brown skin and what will work, what won't work, what kind of things you should avoid, such as some types of chemical peel and some types of like harsh abrasive treatments on our skin, which will then cause it to overreact and over hyperpigmentate. Hyperpigmentate, that sounds wrong. Hyperpigment. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not the doctor, she is. So check her out on YouTube. I keep my hands Sorry, I just love it. I can't even stop. Next. What are you watching on Growing Up TV? Okay, and into television. Now, oh, goodness me, I got a good one this week. So there's a Spanish series called The Innocent that has come on Netflix, right? And I think it, I don't know, I think it dropped recently. Anyway, I watched it last week and I just binged on it over two nights. There are only eight episodes in the first season. And yes, there is only one season so far, but I do believe a second one is on the cards. Anyway, um, The Innocent, it's Spanish, so it's dubbed over. So if you're someone that hates dubbing, it may not be for you, but I can get past it when firstly the lead character is a cutie pie and secondly the story is so gripping oh my gosh let me tell you what it's about okay so here we go it's a thriller series comprising of eight episodes like i said here's the official description from google an accidental killing leads a man down a dark hole of intrigue and murder just as he finds love and freedom a phone call brings back the nightmare and the lead character is called mario casas he's a hottie so if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. Now for another thing I've watched, oh my gosh, I watched a, um, a movie <laughs> called The Woman in the Window, which is a psychological thriller. And I'm gonna say no more on it because it's a load of crap. What a waste of my time. My husband and I watched it and we've got like maybe, I don't know, I think I managed maybe 20 minutes, half an hour at a push and even then, even then I was a bit like, what is this nonsense? Like there's so many things and I was a bit like, 
the acting was dodgy. Certain scenes were like, okay, that's so not believable. It was just a pile of poo, honestly. Stay away. If Netflix tries to say to you, oh, you might like this, try this one. The woman in the window, ignore it. Listen up. Do you know what else? Do you know what? Going back to the things that I'm loving. Sorry, guys, I forgot to actually tell you this. I read an article in the paper this week, right? And it just... I don't want to sound like an absolute tech geek, but science is so amazingly incredible. Like, honestly, it is. Listen to this. So there's a smartphone app which can warn you about impending heart attacks. Imagine that. Now, let me tell you how it works. This is this is a genius part. So the scientists who uncovered a link between the weather and heart attacks say that the app's predictions have a 90% accuracy. That is sick. I'm sorry, but can we just say wow at science for a minute? So they found a link between sudden drops in temperature and the heart stopping. The app can also warn the vulnerable of triggers such as rising stress on Mondays. I'm not being funny. I think everybody needs to have this app as a basic like tool for life because that's incredible. And who would have actually thought you could draw such a strong conclusion, such a strong link between weather and the temperature dropping and heart attacks? or your heart slowing down or stopping. That's absolutely crazy. My mind's blown. That's a boss move. What's making you really sad, mommy? Do you know what's making me feel sad? It's all of the conflict, all of the fighting, all of the lives being lost, all of the evil being committed right now in Israel against Palestinians. I'm not gonna pretend I know a lot, so I won't speak on it too much. I try to read about it. From what I do know, from what I've seen, it's just incredibly appalling. And I, would, and I wish more people would intervene. So without a doubt, my thoughts, my prayers, my my concerns are with Palestine right now, but they need more than that. I mean, people in positions of power need to do more. Guys, you know what, right? I'm gonna be honest with you because we're like good friends and stuff. And I'm gonna tell you that the other day, I really embarrassed myself, but my pride was so strong, I wouldn't back down. And what happened was I went, <laughs> I showed up to an appointment that I didn't have. Basically, I had an appointment, right, with a clinician. Is that what a clinician? Yeah, it sounds so posh. And uh, I had it in my diary as Monday, but the appointment is actually on Thursday. So on Monday, I went there. I went there with my full chest. I'm like, hi, I'm here to see da 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 da. And they're like, what's your name? Gave my name. What time's your appointment? Gave the time. Oh, but she's not in today. So then I did my whole thing. What do you mean she's not in today? I've got an appointment. And they were like, um, she's in, but she doesn't work. She's, actually, she's not actually practicing today. And I was like, well, I've got an appointment. Why would they make the appointment? And I was getting a little bit aggy, a little bit like polite aggy, do you know what I mean? For those who don't know what aggy means, I mean like, you know, a little bit attitude like I was in the right. Anyway, so the, the two ladies on the reception started scrambling around, ringing upstairs, <laughs> sending emails and everything about my appointment that um, I later found out didn't exist. So anyway, I'm stood there waiting for them, being patient, wrote my name down, wrote my date of birth down for them to find this appointment. And then they, as they were doing that, I looked down at my phone and I scrolled across and what I saw was that I had another entry on Thursday for the appointment. So I'd written it down twice. Um, yeah, whatever. I wrote it down twice and I forgot to cancel the one that wasn't happening off. So anyway, I saw that. I guess the normal and human reaction, <laughs> I feel shame, man. I guess the normal and human reaction would be to say, oh, do you not excuse me? I'm so sorry, I've made a mistake. I've just seen that it's not today, it's actually on Thursday. But I didn't, I didn't. I mean, honestly, at that point, I was so far gone, I couldn't back down. So I stood there, staring at my phone, feeling incredibly stupid and embarrassed, but I wouldn't look up. I wouldn't look up. I just thought, I'm gonna let this whole thing play out now. We've gone so far, we're gonna let the whole thing 
just play out and see how it happens. So she looked at me and she's like, are you sure it's today? And obviously at this point I knew it wasn't, but I said, yeah, 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 yeah. The doctor booked it for today. Yes, she did, she did. And she's like, okay, I'm gonna call the doctor Dan from upstairs. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever it takes. Yeah, that's fine. Pride was getting in the way. The pride was kicking my ass in that moment. So I'm like, okay. So I stood there. Let me tell you something, guys. I wasted a full 25 minutes, okay, in the clinic for my appointment that I didn't have. Simply because my pride was too strong to back down and say, oh, I've made the mistake. So anyway, the doctor came down in the end and checked the system. She's like, your appointment's on Thursday, love. And I was like, no, seriously. I was like, I'll call it in my diary today. And she's like, no, it's Thursday. Like, I'm really sorry for the error. And I was like, it's okay. Do you know what? I'm so, it's probably me. <laughs> Take care, see you Thursday. And as I walked out, I had to have a word with myself. I was like, Lynn, you can't do that again. Like, honestly, just admit when you're wrong and keep it moving. Why are you being so, like, proud? It was a little bit awkward. That's a no. Okay, and on to today's topic, topic, topic. Juicy, juicy. Right, I don't know if you guys have seen this new show thing on YouTube, and it's called Blue Therapy. Essentially, couples go to see a therapist to mend, heal, whatever, their relationship. So there are, I think, three episodes out thus far. um, And those three episodes focus on two couples, right? Two young, black, beautiful couples. Now, the first couple are called Paul and Shoma. And they have their issues. They discuss those issues. Shoma's, to me, Shoma's me. Like, her personality, her energy, her attitude. I literally feel like her and I are the same person. And when she's talking, I'm like, yeah, yes. That's not too much to ask. Blah, 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 blah. As for her partner, Paul, oh, he's awful. Honestly, he's actually the worst. I can't stand him. I don't even know him, but I cannot stand how he's coming across on the screen. He is the definition of narcissist. Up his own bum, thinking that the world revolves around him. He has like, like, if I say she traditional mentality with regards to how a woman should behave and a man should behave and what a woman and man's duties should be. And some women are happy to um, subscribe to that mentality. I'm not one of those women. And I can tell Shoma is not one of those women. So yeah, they have a lot of conflicts and a lot of clashes about that type of stuff. And when you read through the comments about Paul and Shoma on this show, it is just riddled with people saying, girl, run, girl, get out, girl, you're way better than him. He's a narcissist, don't be... But I guess when you're in something and you're in love, because they are three years deep. I mean, three years is quite a long time, isn't it? In in this day and age, it kind of is. Um, So yeah, maybe she feels like she's so involved, she's so in love, she can't walk away, but she deserves way, 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 way better than him. But the second couple now, they seem a bit younger and you've got... <laughs> A girl, I can call her a girl because she acts so immature. She looks like a girl, not a woman. A girl called, what's her name? Deborah. And you've got a guy called Jamel. Now, the issue with this couple is very different to the first couple. And this is just that, in a nutshell, Deborah is a princess or thinks she's a princess and wants the guy to pay for and do everything. And Jamel's just not really on the same page. I mean, he does it to a degree, but you can tell he feels some type of pressure. And you can also tell they're on different, different wavelengths. Like he's on investments, future, security. I mean, laying down the foundations for a good, bright future. She's on designer handbags, designer shoes and all this rubbish, which amounts to what? Let me play this clip. The clip will do the explaining way better than I can. What are your expectations of him as a man? Um, definitely to look after me, um, to cover me financially. I know we've only been together for a year, but 
you know, that's my expectation from, from the get-go. When I was younger, my dad used to take me everywhere I needed to go. Even when I was driving, he was still taking me where I needed to go. So that's what I expect of Jamal, just to basically be there for me as my protector, provider. And, and Jamal, what are your expectations? It's, it's funny she says that because I feel like I do that already. I think the question I've actually got for Deborah is, what's that could you bring to the table? And that is Deborah in a nutshell. Ew. She wants people to provide for her. She wants to be a princess. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong in people who, I guess women who potentially want to be look, looked after. But for me, there comes an issue when the mentality is like that the expectation that you should buy me the latest Gucci bucket hat or whatever she's asking for, as opposed to him putting that money aside to invest or to put towards his business to grow for the future. Like these things come and go. And also shows like the fact it's her first relationship. It's a year, it's only a year, that's nothing. A year's nothing. And you're asking for all these, not even asking, kind of like demanding. She's demanding all these things, expecting the guy to get it for her because I'm a baby girl, you know, I'm a baby girl and I deserve it. Why? Because, you know, I'm here. Look at me. I am the gift right now. I've got my weave. I've got my makeup. I'm looking good. I keep my body in check. What else do you bring? Okay, you have a nine to five and? Okay, you have a fashion business you're starting and? What else do you bring? I'm getting a little bit annoyed right now because I feel like for some people, they feel or they rely so heavily on their looks, on their physical attributes. Like that's what they bring. They're the gift. Like be, be grateful and I pay for me. And some men are happy to do that. That's fine. But clearly the reason these guys are in therapy is because he's not happy to do that all the time with no understanding, no compromise. It's just, I want, I want, I want, I want. Do you know what I mean, guys? So if you're listening to this, cause I know, I've, I know people, you know, I've had friends, I know people, trust me, who are very similar to Deborah in mentality, which is, uh, yeah, spend your money. Like I want to be baby girl and you need to spend, spend, spend on me. And why not? I'm not here to tell you what you should demand or what you shouldn't demand. But what I am saying is like, maybe just consider what you do bring to the table as well. Because, you know, if we're going to eat, I don't want to come to a table that's empty. Do you know what I mean? I might be coming bringing stuff, but I want to come to a table that also has things being brought by you as well. Otherwise, what's the point? So you will hear that clip ended on what I would say is like, just a really good and key question. What's that could you bring to the table? What do you actually bring to the table though? I'm not talking about a pretty face, nice boobs, a big bum, <laughs> a big willy, muscles. I'm not talking about all that. I'm not talking about your expensive Indian weave. I'm not talking about any of that. That's great. It's great you look good. But aside from that, when all that's said and done, what else do you bring to the table? Because those things will fade. Your boobs will sag, your bum will sag your muscles will probably shrivel up a little bit, <laughs> decline. When all that happens, as you get older, and the important things really, really need to come shining through at that point, what things are gonna come shining through for you? Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, what else have you got going on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back to biblical scripture. Now, bear with me, even if you're not a believer, just listen to this. Let's talk about being equally yoked. So in the biblical sense, Corinthians chapter six, verse 14, it says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. Now let's apply that scripture to more, you know, general, like life in general. 
what is basically saying, or my interpretation of it, is you can't be matched with somebody who's not the same as you. You can't be suited with somebody who's on a completely different page or wavelength than you. Because it's not going to work. You're unequally yoked. Story time. Okay, so I'm going to go way back, back in a time. Back into a time when I was with, <laughs> as I was with him, because girl, I wasn't. But I was talking to, dating some idiot, some foolish boy. Um, This is obviously way before my husband days. So I don't know, circa 2010, 2011. But anyway, like, uh, like when I look back now, I'm just like, uh, like this guy, he wasn't horrible looking, but he had nothing to bring to the table, like nothing. Um, <laughs> okay, I lie, he had a really beautiful smile, like the most perfect set of teeth. But aside from that, he brought Jack Shat to the table, <laughs> literally nothing. And I think the, the worst part for me when I look back on that whole nonsense of my life, the part I'd rather forget, is like, I brought a lot to the table at the time. I'm talking finances, I'm talking ideas, I'm talking dates, I'm talking everything was me, you know, um, from paying, <laughs> idiot me, idiot girl, from paying for the dates to suggesting the date ideas to taking him somewhere incredibly amazing for his birthday and paying big, big money for it at my young age. I didn't even have money like that, but I spent it on this guy because I, I what? What was I gonna say? Because I what? Because I liked him? No, because I was desperate. I was I was really desperate. Like when I look back and I'm just like, I'm sure you can relate, right? When you're looking back on something you've been through, like maybe a situationship, even a relationship, and you're like, why did I put up with so much shit from this person? And you're like, the only explanation was that I was in a low place. I was desperate, and I just needed some company. I needed some attention, some love. And although it wasn't the right kind of love and attention, you settled for it anyway. I've been there a number of times where I'm just like, girl, when I look back, I wanna like slap myself in the face and just be like, girl, hello, hello. Get some self-respect, walk away. This guy don't deserve you or value you. He doesn't at all. Anyway, let's go back to the silly boy. Basically, I brought a lot to the table, a hell of a lot. Not only just me physically, personality, like boom, 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 banter, all of that, plus more. This guy, he rocked up to the table not literally, like metaphorically, with a nice smile. That's all he bought. And then what, do you know what the funniest part of it is, right? He had the audacity to tell me he wasn't sure if I could ever be his girlfriend. He wasn't sure if I was the right kind of girl he was looking for. But then you know, at one point when things got a little bit good, I remember this, these were his exact words. Do you know what today, right? I was dabbling with the idea of making you my girlfriend. Dabble what? Why did I not run away? What was I thinking? Dabbling, you know. How dare you think about whether or not I'm good enough for you, but yet you came to the table with your two long hands and I came with all this food. Nah, don't ever be me. If you're in that situation right now, you're not sure, you know, you feel like you're contributing more, not just financially, but you're just giving more, bringing more to the relationship or to the situationship. Walk away. Nah, in fact, run away. Run for your life. I think it's really important as well to understand that, do you know what? No matter how much good is you bring to the table, be it physical, mental, I mean financial, no matter what you bring, there will always be a time potentially when what you bring isn't enough 
or it's not quite the right things. Do you know what I mean? Like you might bring, in your opinion, everything. You might bring all the top things like loads of savings, investments, like, do you know what I mean? Financially, you're good. A- an amazing personality or like someone really good looking, but it's still just not enough for the person you want to be at the table with you. Because their things that they're bringing to the table and what they expect to be at the table may just be different from yours. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what should be bought, what you need to be brought to the table. If you're single and listening to this, right, it's a bit like that whole love list thing. What do you want on your love list? What do you bring to the table? And I do think it changes with time. Like what I bring to the table now, I didn't bring to the table maybe 15 years ago. I couldn't, it wasn't possible. You know, and I bring extra things now. I bring two kids now. (laughs) My two children will come to the table with me. They will come wherever I go, they'll be there. I don't have to think about it right now because I'm obviously married and I'm happy and I'm not in that situation. But if I was single, I always think, what would I want someone to bring to the table now at this age, at my big age? What would I need? Do you know what I mean? And what would I bring to the table? Because it's very different. So uh, I've asked a question to a few people and I've also thought about my own things I want to bring to the table. And these, I'm not going to name people, but these are the things, just some of the things I got back. This, in fact, you know what, I'm going to name him. This is actually my husband now, the first person, okay? So I asked, and it's okay to name him because he's not single, so he's good. But these are the things he said, if he was single, he'd be expecting somebody to bring to the table. Ambition, adventurous, a willingness to go travel and discover the world in new places. Financially stable, with no debts, and not somebody who can't manage money, basically. I mean, that's not a lot to ask, you know. Uh, you know, when you're 30 plus, these things kind of should be a given. I mean, everyone's different. So yeah, it's kind of standard. That's all right. Funnily enough, another person said very similar things to uh, my husband. And the things this person, who happens to be a lady, would need to be brought to the table for her if she was single would be ambition, adventurous and spontaneity. And loyalty is a really, really big one. And then a planner. Someone who works towards set goals, which is similar to the ambition thing, right? Positive outlook and fun. And the last thing she said is somebody with no children, which I thought was interesting because like that becomes harder and harder to kind of see and meet when you're like 30 plus. For me, I'm at the point where I recognise that we're at an age, I'm at an age, sorry, I don't know how old you are listening to this, but I'm at an age where like most people have children. So if I met a guy and he didn't have children, I'd probably question why. Like, is I, 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 my first thought would be, is he lying? Because there are a lot of guys who lie about it, which is disgusting and despicable, but they lie about having kids. I'd be like, has he got kids and is he just lying? Or what's the reason? And that's not to say everybody wants to or has to have children, but I don't know. I think I'd find it a little bit odd if I'm being honest with you, I would. So um, yeah, but her thing was, she doesn't want a guy to have children. That's a thing she'd want him to bring to the table, just him himself. And when I question why, it was simply because often when a guy has children or when someone has children, especially guys, it comes with drama. It can sometimes, not all the time, because you know, it can be cool. But a lot of the time it comes with drama, jealousy, ties, like just, yeah, headache. So she doesn't want that. Someone else has said money. They need to bring money to the table. Now that's an interesting one because I guess looking at it from face value, it could literally be shallow. A little bit like Deborah from Blue Therapy, the YouTube show I just spoke about. Her whole thing is, you need to bring some money for my Gucci bag, my Louis bag. But the reality is money is important. Okay, imagine this. Imagine you are like between 30 and let's say 40 years old and you meet, you're single, you meet somebody and they have no money. They have no savings, they have no investments, they have 
no money. Is that a deal breaker for you? Are you walking away? I'm not saying they've got to be filthy rich, that'd be nice, but <laughs> but if they literally have nothing to their name, apart from a few possessions, would that be an issue for you? Because I can't sit here hand on heart and say it wouldn't be an issue for me. I think when I was younger, those things don't matter as much. Of course, it would be nice to meet a guy who's young and got money, blah, blah, blah. But when you're younger, like let's say I'm like 20, 21, what I'm expecting to be brought to the table is not necessarily money at that age, because at that age, you're young, you're just kind of starting your career, you're kind of building up. So unless you're coming from money and you've got inheritance, most people at that age won't have money like that. But when you then flip that and fast forward and now you're like 30 to 40 age bracket, if you haven't accumulated some sort of money along the way, is it a red flag? Is it an off put? Is it a no-no? Is it a deal breaker? I don't know. I can't I can't lie to you and say it. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, guys. It's yeah, it's a bit sticky for me. It's a bit sticky. I mean, my husband's points that he made about like wanting someone to at least be good with money, even if they haven't got it, just be good with money and not and, and not, I guess, throw it away or not mismanage it. That's a really good point. But at the same time, okay, so they they're good with money but they haven't got any at this age. I don't know. It don't make sense for me. The two don't quite add up. They don't correlate. But at the same time, everybody's got a story. For all we know, they could have been out of work for years and years and years. They could have been a carer for years and years and years. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just got to wait what's important to you, haven't you? But loyalty is something that I think everybody needs to bring to the table. Like that to me is a given. If that's not at the table, get up and leave quickly. Do you know something for me that is it needs to be brought to the table in addition to the ambition and for me I want to see if I'm being honest like it's not about being fickle it's about having someone who's on the same wavelength as you my thing is I want to I want to know I want to see like a it's going to sound really bad but I want to see like a track record of like I want to see like a you know what I mean like what have you been doing with your life if you if you've been traveling and you kind of got experience from that and you've I don't know helped save the elephants in India whatever that is beautiful. Like that will pull up my heartstrings. Okay, fine. If you've come up and worked your whole way through, I don't know, banking or worked in finance or accounts or whatever it might be. And that is how you've come up and you've got money from that. Again, fine. Okay. They're very different and they will present two different, I think in my opinion, two very different types of men. But at the same time, it doesn't mean one's more valuable than the other. Because the guy who might have come up in the, I don't know, finance or whatever, he might be boring. He might be boring AF because he might not have got any worldly experience. He might just be like that nine to five standard guy. And that for me, yeah, money-wise, that'd be great. But what else, what else you got, mate? Do you know what I mean? Like what else have you done that's made you more fulfilled as a person? Equally, the person who's gone to, for example, India and saved the elephants in a sanctuary will have so much, in my opinion, heart and you know, just that nature. There's, there's an element of like freedom and ah, caring about what matters in the world that I find so, so attractive. But equally, if my man's broke, if he hasn't got any money because he's been volunteering his whole life, ee, that could be a problem as well, you know? So it's all about balance. It's all about balance. But energy, energy and a sense of fun are things that whether I'm like 25 or 65, I want that on my table. 
and it's really important to me. Now, I'm interestingly saying that, and my husband isn't necessarily the most energetic person. He's so laid back, like he's a chill guy, like super chill, which is which is good because it balances me out because I'm not chill. There's nothing about me that's chill. I'm very hyper. I've got a lot of energy. I don't sit down, I don't rest. I'm always doing something. I've always got a to-do list in the back of my mind. I'm always just like, you know what I mean? Like nonstop, like a, like a Duracell bunny. And I guess in many ways, that's why it balances out, right? Because we're very opposite in that way. But as much as he's not necessarily got all the energy I've got, he's still fun. He's not, he's not as fun as me, but he is fun. He'll be the one that'll suggest a random like vacations or doing something a little bit like, a little bit left. So he pushes me out of my comfort zone, which is always really nice as well. So all I want to say, <laughs> I said a lot, but all I want to say now on that subject is basically, in the words of my very wise friend, what you think you might want someone to bring to the table might not actually be for you. Now, when she said that, I was like, what do you mean? And she gave me an example. Okay, so here's the example. Someone with good banter, because that's on my list. Like, I'm like, bring good banter to the table. But then my husband's not a bantery guy. He's not, he's not. So in a way, I'm like, equally at the same time, I'll admit all day, I'm quite a jealous person, okay? I mean, it's not the best thing to admit to, but I'm gonna be real with you. We're good, we're close, right? I'm a jealous person. Like, seriously, don't play with me because it gets nuts. So if I got a person, as I say, who I want to have good banter, good chat, the likelihood is that person is gonna be quite popular because that person will probably be someone that can navigate a room like a social butterfly. And that person will attract attention. And then when I see him bantering and making people laugh and all that, things that I love about him, things that I wanted on my table, when I see him doing it with other girls and then the attention's getting a bit much, I'm gonna be like, rein it in, rein it in, stop the banter now, you're mine, bring the banter home. <laughs> and that's like, I know it's crazy jealous, I know. But my point being, I, I think I want it, but if I had that, if I had that guy with all the banter, all the chat, it will probably definitely start to jar me. So she's right, my wise friend is right. Be careful what you wish for and what you think you want at the table. You may not even like it when it gets to the table. It's like trying a new dish, isn't it? You think you wanna like it, you take one mouthful and you're like, ugh, nasty poison. <laughs> so in conclusion, I'm not here to knock anybody for their decisions. As much as it might sound like I knocked Deborah, I'm not here to knock anybody for their I guess, requests and um, expectations when it comes to what is brought to the table in a relationship or prospective relationship. But I, what I am saying to you is rather than talking about, I want, I want, I want, he needs to have, she needs to have, she better be. Think about what you bring to the table. Think about that. Because I think it's incredibly cheeky to expect, I don't know, request, demand that somebody brings certain things to the table and treats you a certain way when you haven't really checked yourself and what you actually contribute, what you bring to the table, because you will be unequally yoked. And unequally yoked relationships rarely last or work. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you have my wise words, okay. If you listened all the way to the end, you were G, G, G. Thank you so much. This has been episode 19 of Let Mummy Talk, the podcast. I am Lynn, your host, and I will be here again in two weeks time. It's a bi-weekly podcast. Now, I said it weeks and weeks ago, and I can finally say, letmummytalk.com is live. 
And lynnloves.com is live. So please do check out those two websites and you will see me slowly but surely updating content on there, trying to fit it in with being a mum and working. But yeah, we, we get it done, slowly but surely. So yeah, check those out. If you are on socials, please do follow me on Instagram at letmummytalk or you can follow me personally at lynnloves underscore XO. It's been a pleasure. And if you did enjoy today's episode, you can of course leave a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts um share it you know do all that good stuff if you didn't enjoy it you can just keep quiet because nobody needs that negative energy put out into the atmosphere all right all right all right take care and i'll see you again in two weeks remember life is short enjoy it hope you have a lovely day